everybody. Welcome back to Storm Champ. This is Storm Champ, the podcast that talks to everyday people about how they got through the storms of their life. I am super excited to finally talk to this guest. Her and I have been going back and forth for, God, I swear it's been like almost a year now. That's what it feels like. We started talking about this almost a year ago, but Steph View, Steph, welcome to Storm Champ. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and being flexible with all of the craziness and scheduling and all that stuff. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I'm super excited to get you on the show. I've been wanting to do this show for a long time, especially because like I I don't know a lot of local podcasters like personally. So it's pretty cool um, that I got to. uh, So I guess for some context for the audience, uh, Steph Steph and I go to the same gym. She's one of the um, trainers there. Um, And uh, I kind of, I don't even remember how I found out that you podcast. I think it was after we did the show with Sean and like that kind of all came out that you guys podcast too. So yeah. super excited to finally talk to you. Tell me about the podcast. Okay. So my podcast is called activate with a K and, um, I do it with my friend, Kristen, um, Kristen Ballard. We are both Midwestern girls that live in Virginia. Um, and what's really awesome about it, it was, it was totally a God thing, right? Because she actually had been doing a podcast with a guy, um, and it didn't work out. And then she was starting this up. Um, and she wanted me to be her first guest. I think it was her first guest or second guest. Um, our little boys were in school together. So like we were in line, you know, and she's like, I just love your energy. I'd love to have you on, you know, whatever. So she interviewed me and, um, you know, it was on my bucket list or vision board or whatever you want to say for that year, last year. Um, anyways. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I really want to do a podcast too. I just, I wouldn't even know where to start. How do I even get it on anything? You know, technology and me, like we don't get along. And then, um, like a couple of days later, she just was like, you know, it was so much fun, like having you there to, you know, she's like, I just don't know if I want to do it on my own and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So we had this conversation. And I was like, are you asking me out? You know, <laughs> it was super cute. And so we decided to do it together. And um, it's been awesome. Like we don't, it's funny because I am like a public figure. Sure. I don't know, whatever. I, I don't like call myself that typically, right. but, you know, like I have a presence on sure. social media and stuff like that. Um, but then when I came to the podcast, I was like, I don't, I don't know, like I guess we just talk and then we have a guy, you know, and yeah. he edits for us and all of that stuff, um, and puts it up on the platforms. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know how to grow a podcast. I know about a lot of other things, right. but podcasting is not. So we're, we're doing really well. And we actually, um, actually through COVID we've grown quite a bit, which is awesome because mm, we right. weren't sure how that was going to go. Sure. Um, but basically, you know, we're just like two Midwestern girls. We have a past that I'm sure we'll talk about on here today um, about my past, but you know, we, we've turned our life around and we're boy moms and we, um, you know, we really just try to empower other women to get unstuck, you know, just like, don't stay where you're at and, um, just try to motivate and, you know, use our struggles, experiences, stories and whatnot to kind of, you know, breathe hope and truth into other women. So what do you been- find, what do you find like from your audience in the show? Like the, the, the feedback, like what do people are looking, what are they looking for from you guys? Well, you know, this is also what's really weird is we continue to grow and grow and grow and grow, but we actually don't get a ton of interaction or feedback. Oh, interesting. 
So that's what's kind of hard for me because yeah. I'm so used to the interaction, you yeah. know, like in other areas of things that I do. Um, or like she'll get feedback. She's got a couple of people that listen. Once I do get feedback, it's usually like, oh, my gosh, I've been listening since day one. I mean, you guys have changed my life, you know, and I'm like, that's awesome. well, what in the heck? But we're also we're just we're not really great at promoting the pod. Yeah, right. right. Like, as for what I do in my business, you know, it's about promoting yourself and telling your story and who you are and stuff like that. So, um, I'm like, okay, we need to do more of this and we need to, you know, like, it's like, we know what we need to do, but we're not really doing it. And for just a long time, um, through what I was going through that season, when we kind of started, I was just trying to be super, super respectful of my family and what we are going through. And so I just didn't want to blast that, you know, right. I, I wasn't really talking about it on the podcast and I wasn't, I just wasn't promoting it. So now that, you know, I'm on the other side of things, um, it's a little easier to promote that. Now. Yeah, no, for sure. So that's actually, you know, one of the reasons I was drawn to you and, and wanted to get you on the show was because, you know, I heard a, a few episodes when you were talking about some of the things you were going through and in particular some things that were happening with your relationship and uh, going through a divorce. So yeah, how how big of an impact did that have on you during the show time? Um, and, you know, did it change any of the content that you guys were doing? Um, it definitely... I'm a pretty open book. So um, for me, again, wanting to like really uphold the dignity of our family, even though, you know, unfortunately, nobody ever gets married to get divorced. Right. And um, now being on the other side of it, it was something that I prayed about for years and years and years. And, um, Chad is my ex-husband and he, he's a great guy and he has a great big heart and all of that stuff. It just, you know, we weren't great together. Mm -hmm. And, um, so during the podcasting, especially, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on and I felt like for a really long time, what I kind of felt like was that I was like living a fairy tale lie. Like, if that makes sense, because we did all of the things, you know, we built the new houses, we, you know, we did all of this stuff. Um, and, and I don't, I hope that doesn't sound terrible. Um, because I really respect him and everything like that. But, you know, it, it we neither of us were happy. And it was, for me, it just is very hard, because I, I you know, once people started to figure out I don't obviously broadcast it very much on my social media either. But once people started to find out, literally the first thing that people would say was like, but what you just, you just built that beautiful right. house and you da, 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 you know? And I'm like, yeah, we did, but that's not what makes everything, you know? So, um, so it was, it was hard. Like it was hard to, to not be able to kind of talk about what was really going on. And like, even that's, it's hard for me to say that, you know, like, yeah. He did a lot of great things and you know it's you don't want to hurt anybody and and whatnot but you know obviously you know relationships take a lot of work and you know like yeah. you said no one gets married to get divorced right so what where do you feel it started to change and like was there a specific moment or something that happened or you know was it just over time um, it was just kind of over time. Um, we had like a fairy tale romance, like really in the beginning, we, it was really fast. Um, he kind of like swept me off my feet and saved me and got me out of Wisconsin and a lot of the things that I was 
you know, going through back home and, um, and I, I, I moved here and he deployed and then we got engaged and then he deployed and then we got married and he deployed and then we got pregnant and he deployed and then we had our son and he stayed. Mm. And I think it just was, you know, having kids is a lot also obviously. Um, but it was like, we didn't really fully know each other. I don't think, Mm. um, until our son came and, um, just unfortunately, then we just, we grew apart and, um, you know, we're, I'm very, very, very into my faith and things like that. And so it just, there was a lot of guilt and shame for me, um, of being a Christian and, you know, and not wanting to be a statistic, both of our parents oh, right. are divorced. And so, you know, you, you, you don't ever want that. Like, sure. um, I knew it was going to be hard on my son, but I knew it was harder on my son for him to see us not happy. Right. You know, so through many, many years of prayer and everything, it's just kind of like, God was like, listen, like you guys are going to be okay. And you're going to be a great team. And unfortunately your team's just going to look different. And so that's kind of where we are now. And we are a great team now and we get along so well. And, you know, we are doing this journey together and AJ is very aware, like, this is our team. Like we're still this team. And so I feel very lucky for that, you know, that we're both in that headspace and, um, that we're able to do that for our son. Yeah. So, and AJ's your son, right? Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that you didn't feel like you really knew each other. What are you like looking back on that now? What could you have done different? Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very, very independent, strong-willed, whatever. Um, but I also am very much on the inside. Like I'm just that like hopeless romantic, like, you know, um, I heard you talking about on the last podcast about like love languages and stuff like that. And that's super duper important. So, you know, (laughs) we did the books, we did the things, um, obviously, you know, him going through many, many deployments too. Um, I think he was just trained or just automatically was shut off also. So I think, unfortunately, we just got to places where we just were both shut off Mm. and, um, we just couldn't really couldn't kind of come back from that, um, in that sense. And so, um, you know, now it just, it just, it just was a bad energy, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, just things, nothing was super duper terrible. Um, he still is very protective of me and of AJ, of course. Um, him and AJ had a little bit of a hard time bonding and this, you know, is I'll, I'll, I don't, I don't want to like get super into that. But the great thing is, is that they're so bonded now. And part of the reason maybe why they didn't bond is because like, I'm a mama bear, you know, yeah. like, so just looking at all of that too, um, you know, that could have been a big reason too. But again, just prayer after prayer after prayer, it was like, God was like, listen, you guys are going to be awesome. It's going to be great. You know, everything will be fine, but it's just going to look a little bit different. Right. So you mentioned that, you know, you're, you're the tough, the tough girl, right. But on the inside, you're romantic, this hopeless romantic. Yeah. Do you feel that there's a gap between the two? 
Um, definitely. I feel like there was probably for most of my life. Um, I shared this with you. Um, when I was 15 years old, I was raped, um, by my best friend at the time's boyfriend. Um, and the same week, the guy that I was, that raped me was also arrested for attempted murder. (laughs) Um, and so it's pretty deep. Um, and I think that there's, I never really dealt with that, you know? I think right. I just kind of jumped right over that. And so I think that turned into a lot of bad decisions in relationships um, in my 20s. Um, a lot of heavy, heavy drinking. I'm from Wisconsin. It's what Wisconsin people do. <laughs> um, I was a bartender for years. Um, I, you know, smoked weed. I did right. drugs. I kind of, you know, that whole thing. Um, I had a DUI when I was 21, I believe. And then, you know, I drank so heavily that like everyone always picked me up and drove me home and, you know, whatever. Like I was a party girl. I was the, like the social director. I was like, okay, here's where we're going, you know, and then another time years later I drove. Um, so I had a second DUI and then I actually had to sit time in jail. (laughs) Um, so I was camping the week before I went. And so I was smoking mm. and, um, at the time I knew that you could like drink this stuff and that then you would be clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately when I checked in, um, that day, there was like a crazy thing in the jail and I can't, this is so crazy. Like, Oh my gosh, people are going to be like, Holy cow, what? <laughs> you know? Um, but there was like a fight that broke out in the women's part and they transferred me and then they like forgot about me. So then by the time I was getting moved to like where people can like work release, whatever, right. I was going to be home on the bracelet. Da, 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 da. Um, anyways, by the time I got to that other place, I was dirty. Yeah. You popped. Yep. Yep. So I actually sat 12 days in jail. Holy smokes. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a different kind of storm here. Um, yeah. yeah. So do you think, um, first of all, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us and sharing what happened to you when you were 15. Um, yeah, I know that's not easy. Um, what do you, you said, do you think part of it was you, you may have never dealt with it fully about what happened? Do you think that was everything that happened in your twenties and the drinking and the smoking and all that, and the, the arrest is that a, was that a result of all not dealing with the things? I think so. Um, I'm in a place now where, so for a really long time, I was like, I tried counseling and stuff sure. like that. And then I just kind of was like, I, I don't know, I guess I just never found the right person. Right. Um, when it very first happened, I had some, therapy at the rape crisis center, you know, they're trained to do that, but I just, I don't feel like I ever fully addressed it. Um, and, and so for a long time, this has been something that I've been talking about now specifically for at least the last year or two, like I had a really great upbringing. Yes. My parents were divorced, but I was very, very lucky. My grandparents, my family, my parents were very young. My mom was 17. My dad was 20, 21. Um, but you know, very successful family, um, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles and all of that stuff. And so it kind of was like, how did that happen? Like how did all the partying and all of the things and whatever, but it, I liked to do that. Right. You know, I like, I, I was a party girl. Right. 
Um, and so, but I do feel like obviously there was, I mean, Something it was happening. When I say party, I mean, I, it was almost every day right. and there wasn't a time for years that I didn't black out every day. Mm. You know, I mean, I was drinking shots of crown and 20 Miller lights a night, you know, like that's just what I did. Right. Um, so I, I'm sure. So what I was saying is like for the past year or two, I'm like, I, I need to figure it out. Like I need to go deeper and, you know, I've been, um, it's been about a year and a half since my, since Chad and I have been apart and, um, you know, me doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of just time in the word and, you know, things like that. Um, but I'm like, I just, I got to peel it back. I need yeah. to figure it out. Like I need to figure out why are my walls up so high? Why, you know, there's some other things for sure. Um, you know, but like, I just, I want to uncover all of that. Um, I have definitely, the gym has changed my life, mm -hmm. our gym. Yep. Um, so I teach spin and a lot of it. Um, but for a lot of time, for, as soon as we opened, I started going to yoga. Yeah, and yeah. I would just sob and sob and sob and sob. You know, I'd go to surrender or whatever it was. And like, I'm very into my energy and stuff yeah. like that. And so I would just like, that was my therapy. That's what got me through everything. Um, and then, you know, just, just working out and trying to just stay above water and, you know, navigate through. I mean, it wasn't super easy when we were going through it, obviously, right, right. you know, it was very hard and it was hard on AJ. And, you know, I felt, then I felt guilty, shame, mm, you know, all of those mm -hmm. other feelings that I was already feeling when I knew that I wanted to separate, I started to have them because I was like, well, well now look what I'm doing to my son. Right. You know, cause he was like, well, why can't we just go, you know? And so that was super hard. And, um, but now I feel like I'm just really on the other side and, you know, and we're good and I'm right. good and I'm ready to, I've really started to talk a lot more about things and sure. to let my walls down. Um, I just, you know, everybody always would just look at me and be like, whoa, <laughs> like that's a bad bitch. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I don't want to mess with her. And yeah. it, it was a good idea for many years. Like you shouldn't mess with me. Right. Um, you mess with the bully, you get the horns, right? I'm right. a Taurus. <laughs> uh, but now, you know, it's, I'm 41 years old. Like mm -hmm. I have a seven year old son and, um, I'm very successful. I'm very independent. I'm very confident. I know exactly what I bring to the table and exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I know exactly what I'm willing to, you know, to accept and allow sure. in our life. It's not my life. It's our life and stuff like that. And so, um, you know where your boundaries are. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's super important because a lot of people don't know how to set healthy boundaries, myself included. Right. That's been yeah. a big struggle for me for sure. Yeah. What do you, what changed in your twenties or, you know, what, like you're getting in all this trouble, you're doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. What, what, what flipped, what changed? I always, always knew that I would be a good mom. Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. one thing. Um, I'm a kid person. I raised a lot of my friends, you know, had kids young. And so I was always kind of that second mom. And um, so I just knew it was almost like, you know, oh, I'm going to be a really good mom one day. Um, one thing uh, that I haven't shared probably with a lot of people, um, in my later 20s, I was actually pregnant and 
Um, it was during that party stage. Um, and I knew that I was pregnant. I kept going in, I kept doing pregnancy tests. I kept, you know, whatever. And they kept saying, you're not pregnant. You're not pregnant. And I was Ooh, like, wow. Okay. No, I am. You know? And they're like, no, you're definitely not. And so then I'm so like, the pregnancy okay. tests were coming back negative. Negative, oh, interesting. Negative, 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 oh, negative. Wow. And so then I was still drinking and, sure. you know, doing whatever just because they're like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, well, then I'm crazy. <laughs> you know? And then six months later, they're like, oh, you are pregnant. Um, but basically the baby was gone. Right. Um, so I had to, I had a DNC. Yeah. And, you know, so I would have another child. Um, and you know, everything happens for a reason for sure. Um, but I just, I knew. And then when I had AJ, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect and there's definitely been many a times that I drank too much and, you know, whatever, we were always still very responsible, you know, we're, we're at home people and, you know, whatever you'd have people over and do all of that. But, um, that was also one thing that I didn't want to do all the time. And, you know, it just was kind of what we did. Right. Um, like even when Chad and I met, you know, we went to Vegas and we did this and yeah, we did that we yeah. party and, you know, it was just kind of like what we did and I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and so, you know, for me, that just looks very, very different now. I don't, I don't drink a whole lot now. Friday nights, I usually go out for <laughs> beer and pizza or whatever, but, right. Um, you know, what I do in my work and obviously at the gym, like you can't do that and then go to work and, you know, whatever. It's just, it's not, um, it's, it's not what I want to do, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, you have a crazy story. (laughs) Like every, we're peeling this back and I'm like, holy crap, I had no idea. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no, sure. Like, um. How scary is it to even talk about some of this stuff? It's not really scary. Just, I mean, a couple of times, you know, just now I'm like, oh gosh, I was going to do this without crying. Um, Again, I think that what my purpose is in this world is to be an encourager and an empower for women. So I do believe that everything that I went through is for a bigger cause. And, um, I'm a woman's woman. I, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 it's just period. That's just who I am. And so, um, it's not really that hard. Um, it's, I know that I've changed thousands of women's you know, lives. Um, so when I had AJ, I was a dental assistant. I did Invisalign and all of that stuff. I had a great job out here. Um, I was able to go back three days a week. I worked like 11 hour days, but I was older. I was 34 when I had him. And, you know, we, not that we were doing really great at the time, but we were doing well, you know? And so we decided that I wasn't going to work because I sent him to daycare for probably four months. And I was like, I just can't do it. it. Like I'm waiting my whole life for this kid. (laughs) And so then I stayed home and I worked a couple of evenings doing dental stuff, but, um, I actually was a beach body coach. I don't know if Mm, you know that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. P90X. Yeah. So P90X. Um, so I, um, had no idea what that meant. I didn't, you know, I'm like entrepreneur. Like, I don't even know what that was like network marketing. What is that? You know? Um, but I did the 21 day fix Mm -hmm. and you know, I did awesome. And so then my coach was like, you have to coach. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. So for like six months, I just kept sending her people and she's like, will you just try it? And then I was like, well, 
I just told the whole world, right? Facebook. I just told the whole world that I'm now a coach. So <laughs> I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it well. And right. I did. So I was actually, I think I was like number one, 196 out of 500,000 coaches. Oh, wow. Um, I was actually on the DC market council. So I was very involved with corporate and everything. That's how I know Becky. Becky mm, and I were on the Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Be- Becky's yep. uh, one of the managers at the gym we, we uh, yep. attend. Yeah. Becky's my boss. Um, and so, so I did really, really well. Um, but just how their compensation and stuff is set up, it's just not, you know, I, I was know. working a lot of hours and not making a big bang for my buck. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, then I, so I'm a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist. So as I was going through that certification, um, I actually ended up on like medications for anxiety and stuff like that. So mm. I was on like Lexapro and Xanax and I was like, I can't do this to my body. Um, you know, so I started to do a lot of research. Um, and then I found out that I had a lot of people sick also that were, you know, it's like Mm. I'm teaching people to get up every morning and to meditate and to work out and to eat clean and to do, we're doing all of the things. Why is everybody so full of anxiety? Why I had a bunch of people with adrenal fatigue and I had, you know, heavy metal toxicity and all of these different things. And so I, again, was like praying for an answer mainly for me. Like I got to get off these meds. I got to figure this out. I was like, I had all of this rage. I didn't know what was going on. And, um, so I was actually led to the company that I'm at now. And at the time I didn't even think that I was going to do a business again because I was like, Oh my gosh. And there was just so much like, you're going to leave Beachbody. It was like, right shame on you yeah. you know you're like shunned like you know and i'm like well holy cow what would happen if your husband got a promotion wouldn't you be happy for him you know and so that was a big adjustment but anyways i you know met with the vice president and the formulators and you know just like the mission and you know everything of the company and fast forward now it's three years later um now i get everybody else off of their medications and awesome. i actually my main thing is that I work with children with like sensory processing disorder, ADHD, mm. autism, like that's my jam. Like that's what I was put on earth to do is to help with plants, to get people healthy. Um, so it's um, adaptogenic herbs and medicinal mushrooms and things like that. But I very quickly rose. So it's called the founder circle or the top yeah. 30 of the company. Yeah. I, I, I entered and it's now closed off. No one else can get in there, but Um, I entered into that and brought two of my girls into that within like the first five months and I'm now in the top 10. Um, so just with that alone, I'm a six figure earner, which is awesome. That was always a dream of mine when I started Beachbody. Yeah, sure. And, uh, there's a couple other things that I do too. I, you know, have like some clothing stuff and I do some fasting stuff and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. You're the hustler. That's all I hear. I hear hustling. Hustler. You're always hustling. <laughs> and you're and you're still doing classes at, at the gym too, which I know yeah. you do the early morning stuff, right? Yeah, I yeah. do five thirty. I do a couple five thirties. That's the um, hour of champions right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just um it is a passion of mine too. And you know, when I first was asked to teach, um I I was like, What? What do you mean <laughs> teach spin? So right, right. Of mine, um, they had started a place at the Gold's Gym in Manassas. So this was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, you're you're a face of fitness. And I'm like, 
I am. <laughs> you know, I was doing Beachbody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, that's cool. But like, I haven't been on a bike since I was like eight. So, right. you know, so I like got certified and taught, you know, very different from what I teach now. Um, but for me, it's another place to empower people. You know, it's people come in there. They've never been in there before. It's my gangster rap music or, you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's, it's a workout for me. Like a lot of people will get off when they're instructing and I do here and there, right. but like I'm in it with them. Like yeah, I'm yeah. in the trenches where, um, at the end of amp, for instance, it's like, you're supposed to do a dedication. And I used to get really mushy through my separation and stuff like that. But now I'm like, here's the only thing when we are here, we are one, right? Like we are a team in here. We're a click, we're a tribe, we're a crew, like whatever you want to call it. We start together. We finish together, you know, and you know, it's, it's my jam, but it's my workout. It's my, you know, my peace of mind. It's like a hobby for me. Um, and it, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, uh, we're so blessed with the community there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's awesome. So it feels like your mission is literally to help people. And that's such a cliche thing to say. Like when you like, what, what are you doing? Like, I just want to help people, but seriously, like that's what you're doing. Like when you think about everything that you're involved with is literally to help people. That's pretty yeah. amazing. And it, it's very like, you know, when I was like in my early twenties, like I was, I was the girl that was walking in the club, like, you know, yeah, yeah. like everyone knew me. Like when I walked in, the drinks were ready for me. Right, like, right, right. like, here's my, here's my tribe, you know, like right. I didn't pay for anything. And, you know, like back then I was like, I'm the shit, you know, <laughs> but like, I'm so humble now, which is awesome. And, you know, like I said, like before it was like, Oh, you mess with me. You're going to know, right. you know what I mean? And like, it's just not, I'm, you know, I found Jesus too. And you know, that's just how I live my life now. And, uh, yeah, actually let's talk about that. So I know religion's a big, big part of your life. Like where, yeah. where t- let's talk that journey. Where did that happen? Well, that was kind of cool too. Um, that was kind of, so I grew up in the church. Um, my grandma was in the choir. My grandpa was the accountant and he like, you know, whatever. Um, but with divorced parents, you know, it was kind of like a Easter Christmas, whatever thing. Um, I never knew anything about the word. So I went through Sunday school and stuff like that when I was there. Um, but I knew the word not at all. Um, and I just knew for me, my whole family went there. So it was a very comfortable and a safe place for me. You know, it was like, Oh, we're going to church. Awesome. It's family, you know, um, it was smaller and everything. And so then when I had AJ, um, a neighbor of mine said she was going to mops and it's yep. called it's mothers of preschoolers yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's at a church, you know? And so she was going to one church. I tried to see if they had openings. They didn't. Um, and God led me to this place where we went. And, um, so they were just amazing. You know, they were awesome people. I felt very, and I'm sure this is what happens with a lot of people, um, I felt like, oh gosh, I don't belong here. I have, what do you mean, John? Three, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I don't know, Peter, Paul, okay, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just knew that, again, I felt really safe there. Right. And a couple of the ladies did like a panel one Sunday, or I think we went on Friday mornings or whatever. And I said to Chad, I was like, I really want, we had been looking. I knew that I wanted my son to be brought up in a church. Right. Because I remember that feeling. I wanted it to be a safe place for him. Um, And so at the time, I was more of like the universe, you know, the energy, the universe, like, you know, blah, blah. blah. Um, But anyway, so we went to church that Sunday. 
And I was like beside myself sobbing like the whole, it's like maybe something you would see in a movie. And he's like looking at me like, I, like clearly she's done something wrong. Right. <laughs> so like, again, especially back then, like I'm this hardcore, yeah, girl, like, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, I don't cry. What do you mean? I'm not crying, you know? And he's like looking at me and he's like, what's wrong? You know? And I was like, knock it off. You know? And I was like, I think I'm having my moment. Yeah. You know? And it, so it was that instant for me. Um, I knew I'm like, this is this our is place. It. This yeah. is where we go. This is, you know, so I started teaching Sunday school and I started like, I was kind of like learning with my two year old, you know, about Jesus and about the Bible. And so, um, that was really cool. And then like when we were going through the separation, I started going to another church just because, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to a number of churches trying to, to find, find something different. Again. Yeah. And I, had, I still haven't quite found that yet. Um, I, but I didn't want it to be uncomfortable for either of us. And right. he was comfortable there. There was a, a very heavy military presence. Mm. And so I wanted him to, to have that space too. Cause I do think that's so important. Right. Um, so, you know, now I'm kind of like, I don't know, will I go back there? You know, recently I've been kind of contemplating that. Um, but I've been going to a number of different places and, you know, worship's my jam. Like if you're in my car, it's either Jesus or it's straight up gangster <laughs> out of the car, you know? Um, but yeah, so just, you know, learning, learning all the things, learning the word, knowing, like, I just, I don't have any doubt anymore because, you know, praying for certain things or for a while recently, I got out of my routine of being in the word in every morning and, you know, all of this anxiety started to come back and all of that stuff. And I, you know, like the second I picked up the Bible again, it's like, it goes away it or yeah. a couple of weeks ago we went to church and the message just in regards to also what was going on in my life was like, it was like God was with a megaphone. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, no, for sure. You? you know what I mean? Like I am more, you know. Yeah. So it's just for me. It it's just what it is. And AJ has such a heart for Jesus too. Um, it was really hard when we were going through our separation because he stopped praying. Um, mm, interesting. I'm sure that he was probably in his little mind, like thinking, like, well, if God's so wonderful, why is this happening I, to yeah, my family? Yeah. So. Um, now we're back to that and just hearing him, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Park Valley, um, which is, a, which, sorry, like, which, that's another local church for folks yeah, that are sorry. listening. <laughs> local, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I will hold him and we like sing in each other's ear, you yeah. know, and so just to have that again, because he was with his dad on Sundays for a long time so they would go to our our old oh, church, church yeah. and so now we've been going together again and that's just super important for me and you know we do I do a bible study with him and you know he prays at dinner now and that's another thing is like for a lot of people prayer is really hard or like praying out loud or in front of yeah, other people yeah for sure yeah. um so like we do like a combination of like praying and shouting out you know we're yeah. like all right Jesus and this you yeah, know yeah, like yeah. but uh it's yeah, we worship, we pray, we love Jesus. And, um, that's. So, so you mentioned meditation earlier. I mean, and there's a whole, if people haven't meditated, they need to number one, number two, there's this whole spirit, spiritual component to meditation, right? So how, like between you 
being you know very much into the church and then the meditation piece how's that bridge that that kind of gap so for me the meditation part came from actually the miracle morning mm, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if you've done it read it um it's it's a definitely a good i am a firm believer in and that and this is was for me too like you cannot pour from an empty cup you can't agreed 100 so percent yeah, for people that are like, you know, they're waiting to be woken up by their kids or, you know, like, I firmly believe that you have to start your day off for you. Like, I get up early for a reason. Like, I fill my cup before AJ gets up because right. that it, I think it's important. Like, yeah, if you're rushing and you're, you're pushing snooze and you're, you know, wait, you know, whatever, like... If you're starting your day off on that stressful place, it, your day is going to be gonna stay there. Yep. Period. Yep. It just is. So, um, because I work from home and because I'm now homeschooling and teaching classes and, 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 right. um, you know, uh, there's many nights where I don't start working until nine o'clock PM so yeah. I'm up until 11, 1130. And then a lot of these days now I'm back up at four, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but so it's important for me to get up. So it started with me doing the miracle morning years ago. Um, I started using the call map because again, I was like, meditate how do i meditate i don't know how to meditate and so um i just do the calm app every day there's like a daily calm or whatever Mm -hmm. it's 10 minutes you know and it's it's usually also really cool it's it's almost like doing a devotional or picking up the word it's like how do you know yeah exactly (laughs) yeah isn't this the same for everybody (laughs) like how in the world you know but so it's just a 10 minute space because there's also a number of things that i want to do in my morning routine you know i want to get in the word i want to do the meditation you know i want to do all of those things and so i don't i would love to go to like a yoga retreat or a meditation like whatever i would love to get deeper into that but for now i have the 10 minutes to do it yeah no i mean and that's all it takes sometimes it's just five minutes five minutes of just focusing on your breath will change your life literally change your life Mm -hmm. and i i can't um it changed my my life for sure and brought me more spiritual um i'm not quite on the the religious tip i'm more on the universe tip but um you know it's essentially the same thing when you kind of peel it all back right so but yeah for for folks that yeah meditate Uh, i think we need to do a whole show on meditation we'll talk about that one day (laughs) and just for like you moms that are out there like times are different right now right yeah it's a whole another episode um but shower like take a shower <laughs> i mean seriously like take a shower for me like i don't you see me i'm always in workout i have jeans on right now because i'm gonna go um to dinner with my brother after this but like i'm always in workout clothes yeah. but i still shower like right, right. I, it's lip gloss and mascara for me i'm not i don't <laughs> do all the things right i'm pretty basic or whatever um but you know like feel if you're sitting in your jammies all day long and you're like sit i don't know but like i'm a super hot sleeper so like i'm sweaty like yeah, you yeah. know if you're sitting around like that all day long you're just you're not gonna feel your best so right. like get up try to get up even if it's 20 minutes earlier than you would before like just get up before everybody else and take a little bit of time take a shower you don't even have to wash your hair put your hair up throw on a little lip gloss like feel better and uh and meditate that calm app's great i think there's like headspace is headspace, another one yeah, yeah. um yeah it I, is definitely life-changing let, let me ask you this question i've asked this in the past before and but um, i want to get your thoughts on it 
So are you familiar with Brene Brown? Oh yeah. Okay. Brene Brown's awesome. For, for, I am Brene Brown. Oh, that's awesome. Like I love her. She's <laughs> awesome. So she's got this idea that you can't love anyone more than you love yourself. Yeah. And what, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. Um, I think, and again, for a lot of people, they think that that's super selfish, selfish. Or yep. like self-centered. Yep. Um, but to me, what that means, like, again, in my twenties, I was all about myself. I, you know what I'm saying? I love myself. Yeah. Like I thought I was the baddest out there, you know, but for me, what that means now is I love, I take care of myself. I love myself enough to take that time in the morning and to fuel my mind, not only with herbs, whatever, but with good things. There's a lot of bad shit out there, you know, especially right now, like, you know, I didn't watch the news for years, especially with Chad deploying and, you know, whatever. And just with him and what he does, I know that the media only tells you what you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's so much more going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. There's so much more going on. That's all I'm going to say about anything that's going on right now. But, um, you know, it's like I have the biggest heart, even though I have this like rough exterior, like. I, I just hate to see hate and I hate to see, you know, I'm like, I'm like literally like I live in rainbows and butterflies. Like, you know, I'm just, people may look at me and be like, Oh, she's bougie on the Instacart and like, you know, whatever, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. whatever it's time is money. Um, but like, for me, it's about the little things. Like I'm really just a simple girl. Like I just, you know, I just want to be happy. I want my people to be happy. I, you know, I'm brutally honest. I'm like, don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Right, yeah. Um, but if you don't, so many people don't love themselves. Absolutely. And if you don't love yourself, how could you love somebody else? Like you should be one of the things in spin, you know, that I do a lot of times at the end, you know, we do a cool down and I'm like, all right, you guys give it up. Sometimes I'll have someone riding with me, give it up for Mary or, you know, and I'm like, um, and give it up for your neighbor, you know, yeah, yeah. and everyone, whoa, 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 you know, and I'm like, give it up for you. And they're yeah. like, yeah, there's like no claps. Oh, like, <laughs> You're supposed to be the loudest one, yeah. you know? So, um, that's hard and that's, that's broken. And that's, you know, there's for a long time, I pr clearly didn't love myself, yeah. or, you know, I don't know. Like it, it, it takes a lot to, it takes a lot to deal with and accept who you are or what you've done or, you know, whatever. And I'm, I am very lucky because I've never had like image issues. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, cocky or whatever i just i'm proud of where i am you know like the self-esteem is there self-esteem is there but yeah. not in a shitty way you sure. know like it's amazing that i get carded and when they're like what you yeah. were born in the 70s yeah, like, yeah what do you mean you're 40 yeah yeah you're like <laughs> you thanks know? i know yeah like that's great that's awesome but i just you you gotta love yourself again yeah, it just sure. goes back to like you can't pour from an empty cup if you don't love yourself you know um, and usually there's always huge reasons why people, you know, that it comes from all of the things that you've been through or the ways that people have made you feel and, you know, whatever. But, you know, my, my message to everybody is always like, you're the only you here. You're, you're put here for a reason and you, you know, you are amazing and you do have so much to offer. And, um, 
what do you what do you tell those moms that say that I there's no way that I can love myself more than I love my kids? I mean, I wouldn't say I love myself more than my kid. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. Oh, <laughs> let's talk let's talk about that. Let's peel that back. Cuz you just contradicted yourself. I did totally, didn't yep, I? Yep, you just did. Yeah, that was a trick question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's my world. Sure. Everything, everything that I do is for him. Sure, absolutely. Right? So I love myself so that I'm the best me that I can be for him. So, yeah. You walked but, You walked that out pretty good. Congrats. That was, <laughs> that was super kind. You got to love yourself more. No. Um, yeah. But it's all about being the best version of you so you can be the best That's, version for them. That's really what it comes yeah, down to. You you can't be your best version if you don't love yourself, if you're not proud. And, you know, maybe you're not 100% proud of you, but there are things that you certainly ha- have to be proud of. You know, you're here every day. You've already survived every worst thing that's happened to you. Yep, you know? You have. Yeah, that's so, absolutely true. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's, again, it goes back to just being the best you for them. Um, and, and loving yourself doesn't mean you're going to just always prioritize yourself ahead of everything else. It means setting the right boundaries and making a conscious choice of, I'm going to say no in this instance for me, or I'm going to say, okay, in this instance for them, but it's a conscious decision. Right. And I think that's the key for all of it. I mean, it's not just moms, it's everybody, right? Like in your parents, I mean, you know, you deal with it with, with your parents or your brothers and sisters or whoever. Right. Yeah. And you know, for me, like just coming into the person that I am and who I'm supposed to be, um, you know, I was selfish for many years or I've always actually been a people pleaser. Just like, I always, I do want to help everybody. And so, but then when that happened, I, you're, you're overbooked or yeah. you can't, you know, you don't have to say no. Or, yeah. And so, um, learning to say no is also a great way to love yourself, you know, just, I can't, sorry. You know, with yeah. my business, like for instance, when I started my business and when I was with Beachbody, I mean, I was on the computer, I was always in my phone, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So now with my new business, especially like, that's the first thing I teach my team, like family first, man, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? Um, but I'll also teach you how to make a lot of money and impact a lot of lives. And, you know, it's also just how we do that and how we present mm-hmm. ourselves. And, you know, we are, most of my team, everybody's believers. And, you know, it's just when you surround yourself with the right people and good people, you know, you can come so much further. So that's one thing too. Um, I think people stay stuck. I think, I think everybody should move at least once in their lifetime. Um, It was very hard. You know, I was 31 years old when I moved here and I was like, "Uh, what? But yeah. I luckily I create neighborhood and I create, you know, I, I host Sunday dinner at my house yeah. and, you know, we've created family here and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it takes a lot to, and, and like I said, when I moved here and just the constant deployment, like that was when my healing started, mm-hmm. you know, that was when I, I, I was alone. Yeah. You're by yourself. Yeah. I had to face myself. Sure. Um, and figure that out you know you mentioned at the beginning about having these walls and honestly this whole conversation i don't i don't feel any walls from you like at all and that's good right because i I have a big thing about walls and i think 
you know, people put up walls to protect themselves. And, and what, what really happens is you just end up caging yourself in. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the person you're projecting to the world isn't the person who you really are on the inside and you're hiding behind this wall. It's like, no, dude, fucking get out behind the wall. Like, just show you, like, unapologetically you. And, yep, not yeah. everyone's going to love you, right, or like you or whoever. Yeah, it's just all here. So I think just walls in, I don't know, I guess that is, tr- like, I'm stubborn. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe the people that think I have walls just weren't ready for the whole me. Yeah, no, sure. But I mean, and I think part of it too is like you pick that up and you're like, well, I have to hold myself back because I'm too much. And it's like, fuck, who cares? If yeah, like, if I you're don't. too much, then be too much. Yeah. I'm definitely not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm like, I know exactly what I bring to the table. And if you can't handle that, you know, if it's too much or you can't handle that or, you know, whatever, then. Yeah. But I'm very, very, very blessed to have unbelievable people um, in my life. And, uh, you know, it wasn't always that way. And that's just because of what I was choosing to do. Right. Um, yeah. Know. And that's actually super important. You just said a completely like the most important thing you like I think anyone could ever realize is you made the choice. Everything. Yeah. Those were all choices. I mean, and yeah, you can have conversations around like the things that have happened to you and the things that you weren't necessarily in control of, mm-hmm. but you always, always have a choice on how you react and how you respond to all of it. Right. Yeah. And what I think what really intrigues me about you is you've got like a self-awareness, self-awareness is key. And I like, I feel like you've got a, a, that self-awareness about you that kind of like, I know, I know who I am and I'm okay with that, but I also know like I can get better. I can always be better and I can always work on yeah. X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that should be a goal too. It's like a part of loving yourself is like doing better every day. If you think you have it all mastered, you're, you're stupid. Very wrong. <laughs> that was probably harsh, but no, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not at all. So that's just, that's too, you know, like some people would get to where I am and slow down and I'm just starting. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. And and I was the guy that like, oh my God, I'm getting old. And like, I was, so I was in the military too. And I, and I got, I, I got out like six years ago and I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. I can get fat and I can do this and I can like slow down. And I'm so stupid. Like I'm just getting started, just yeah. getting started. Like literally over half of our life left. Oh yeah, for sure. I have this I'm thing. definitely live until at least 95. Oh, that's funny. You my say that. My grandma just turned 96. So I have this thing where I was like, I'm going to live till I'm 87. That means I still have 40, 44 years. You know how much damage I can do in 44 years? Like that is, yeah, it's crazy. And when you, when you give that perspective, like you think about it in that terms, nah, fuck, let's go. Let's fucking, yeah. yeah let's so. go. And I mean, you gotta, you gotta do for yourself, yeah. you know, like for me, it's, I'm not going to work for someone else's dream. I'm not mm. going to you know, my success is 100% on me, you know, and, um, and that's hard for people because of limiting self-beliefs and you know what I mean? Um, so again, love yourself, fuel your mind, um, listen to good podcasts, (laughs) uh, listen to Brene Brown, listen to, um, Gary V. Oh, Gary V. It's my hero. He's the best. Like if you want it real and raw, like, Listen to Gary Vee. You know, um, a lot of people will, even to me, oh, you're so lucky. Am I? I work my ass off. <laughs> yeah. 
I have one kid. You might have three or four, but I never like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I haven't watched TV in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I didn't get lucky. I worked my ass off to get where I am, and now yeah, maybe it looks like wow, man, she's got it made, but yeah. I earned this. Yeah, you, you earned know? it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the the key is you know obviously always strive to move forward, be yeah. grateful for what you have, and always you know take advantage of the opportunities as they present themselves. And that's where people get stuck. They don't they don't take advantage of the opportunities because they get scared or they're like, oh, I can't do that, or the l- limiting beliefs that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, again, for- you can do it. But yeah. here's the thing: success leaves clues. So follow the right people. Yeah, no, for sure. Get hooked up with the people that are doing it, you know, that are successful. That's another big thing. Um, And don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. That's one of my things that I'm terrible about is asking, like, even if it's with AJ or, you know, like I'm, I am such a doer Mm. that that is probably a bad trait. I don't know. Um, like I said, I have amazing people in my life, but if I ask somebody for something, I'm like, I'm so sorry. You know? And they're like, what are you sorry for? Yeah. Yeah. Like you do everything for everybody else. Why are you yeah, sorry? Are you Why sorry? Yeah. you call me a hundred more times, you know? Um, and I don't know where that, so some of those things are like, where did that come from? Why am I sorry for asking for help? You yeah. know what I mean? So those are some of the things that I need to start digging a little bit deeper into and just know that I deserve help too. Yeah, you know? you got to remember everything with the Avengers. I love the Avengers and there was more than one Avenger. Each one had a role to play and they all yeah. helped each other out. Okay, so see, yeah, I haven't seen Avengers. So oh, see, so you got to watch the Avengers now. There's, and there's an order. I'll send you the order. There's an order okay. to watch them all in, even though you said yeah. you don't watch TV anymore. So it's going to take you a long time. <laughs> but, okay. And AJ will be thrilled because uh, also I was like the mom that I was like, I didn't even let him watch like Bambi till he was like five. Oh, wow. Dad, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. but, Oh, yeah. you got to give him the Avengers. That's like a gift that we'll keep on giving. Yeah, and he he watches it with his dad. He they used to go to all the movies that came yeah. out. Um, but I would I'll watch it with him, and football. So obviously football looks a lot different now. But so I was also the chick like I knew everything. Yeah, like yeah. I I ran pools at the bars that I worked at. I bet on everything. I was doing parlays. I knew everything about everything about everything. And then when I had AJ, I just. You know, Stop, you, yeah. baby, you yeah. can't watch football. And so then like a couple of years later, my dad was out here and, you know, football was on and I was like, oh, okay. You know, and he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I don't even know who our quarterback is anymore. <laughs> and he's like, what? That's what funny. do you mean? You know? And I, so anyways, now my brother's here, um, living with me now too. And, uh, so last night was awesome. AJ, um, is gone with his dad yeah. in Minnesota We're with Chad's parents um, having a blast. And, uh, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to watch football. And you know, I was working and yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> football. So wait a minute. You said you're from Wisconsin. Are you a green Bay fan? I'm a Viking fan. Uh, okay. fan actually. Yeah. So I can do it. I'm that. a Badger fan, a Cub fan, <gasps> and a Viking fan. Wait, you're a Cubs fan. Yeah. I Listen, just saw your picture. Yeah. Just now. You and I are about to become best friends. I, I, I so I grew up in Indiana, <laughs> but like, um, yeah. I grew up in Indiana, but it's like right by Chicago. So I was always, yeah. like, I'm a Chicago fan through and through, except for the White Sox. I hate the White Sox. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm from Madison. So oh, okay. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Tell me, where can people find you? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I am on Instagram at, is it at Steph view? Steph <laughs> underscore view. Yeah. Steph underscore view. Underscore view. Yeah. yeah. So it was holistic view. That's like whatever, but yeah, Steph underscore view. Um, I'm Steph Hall on Facebook. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to post the links in uh, the post for this episode. Yeah. Oh, so, I have a website too that I never use. Oh. <laughs> it's just holisticview.com. Okay. Yeah, awesome. We'll send everybody there. So last question. What is the legacy you want to leave on the world? I mean, my team name is called Soul Legacy. Um, so the legacy that I'm I know that I'm leaving and already creating is just like being an empower um teaching people that they can leave a legacy to, um, you know, have big, big dreams and big goals and go for them and get unstuck. Like we try to portray and activate, um, you know, you, again, like you were put here to do something big and you're the only one that can really make that happen. It's awesome. You gave me chills when you said the legacy, I know I'm leaving. Most people don't answer that. They get tongue-tied a little bit on that question because they're not even, they've never even thought about it. But you knew. You already know you're yeah. doing it, and that's awesome. Yeah, awesome, for sure. Awesome. Well, Steph, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad we did this. We'll have to get you back on at some point yeah. to uh, check in and see how everything's going. But, um, again, I appreciate you opening up so, so much. I know some of that wasn't easy to talk about. So thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, and thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's going to be good. All right. Thanks, everybody.